Welcome to the podcast series for the National Association of Directors of Christian Education. During our podcast, we focus on topics in ministry that will be a practical resource for those serving in the Lutheran Church. As a benefit for members of NADCE, we hope these podcasts will encourage you in your calling and equip and strengthen you in your ministry area. I'm Shelley Haynes, your host for this episode, where we're going to focus on the upcoming NADCE conference that will be held next January and February in Houston, Texas. I was thrilled to be able to chat with Jason Phelps, who is on the planning committee for the event. Our conversation centered around the theme of making space and how that concept is carried throughout the conference, through our planned time together, and in the other things you might find to do in Houston during the conference. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and enjoy as you start making your preparations to make space in Houston. Hey, welcome back, guys. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so pleased to have as a guest on the podcast today, Jason Phelps. Jason is a multifaceted person, having been trained as a DCE. He served God in his kingdom as a spiritual director, a worship leader, a teacher, and as a coach. He is a musician, a husband, and a father. Uh, you're a girl dad, right, Jason? Uh, I'm a girl dad and a boy dad. My youngest, oh. my youngest, uh, he's eight, and his name. Oh, that's Chris. awesome. Good, yeah. good for you. You get to have a rich man's family, boy and girl. That's great. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I bet you didn't know this, but you and I have more than one thing in common. Um, one thing I was really excited to discover as I did some background on you, um, in addition to us being uh, DCE trained, um, in, the, in addition to serving in areas of digital media and having coaching certificates, you and I also share a truly incredible ministry experience and one that I don't think a lot of people have had, and that is you and I have both served the houseboat ministry called Sunshine Ministries. Get out. That yes, I was so excited when I saw that you had done that. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I grew up, I grew up, uh, oh my goodness, freshman year of high school through college going to Sunshine and then yeah. uh, weaseled my way on, uh, convinced somebody to let me on staff as a trainee in 2003 on Lake Shasta. That is so awesome. Yeah, I saw that and I was laughing because I also had done it, um, Sunshine Ministries, as a student and it's just, there's something so beautiful about being, um, I was on the Delta, but being out on the water and just, that's a totally different type of week and a different type of camp. Um, and then I served in 1993. So I, I think I was like just 10 years, uh, before you and on a different, uh, part of the, uh, part of the area. So did you grow up in the Shasta area or did you grow up in more in the Bay area? Uh, I grew up in Napa. So more than oh, you did. Area. I yeah. did. Yes. Yes. And uh, so I was a camper a lot on, on the Delta. Yeah. And then, uh, and oh, then we, we went up to Shasta uh, yeah. later on. Oh, that's awesome. I grew up in Concord. So obviously the Delta was right there in our backyard yeah. and uh, that was awesome. So I thought that was so cool because I didn't know, I know we both went to Concordia's, but you were Seward and I was Irvine. So uh, when I saw that last night, I was very excited. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. See, like Irvine, they denied me two years in a row. And so Nebraska took me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you, do you know, do you know Reed? Yeah. Oh, he was like, he was the guy uh, yeah. that, that really honestly helped me experience Jesus significantly uh, yeah. as a freshman in high school. 
and Reed was my boat driver the summer yeah. that I worked for Sunshine. So yeah, I, what a great experience. And Steve Mann, and and honestly, getting to know um, the owner, the one who started, I can't remember his name, Bart, I think, uh, the guy who started the whole thing, um, That he was a friend of mine's uncle or brother-in-law, Chris Torno's brother-in-law, but a Lutheran family, which is funny because there weren't very many Lutherans that were serving alongside, but it was, it was sure a incredible experience to be a part of and to like you're saying like it solidified things about how I see Jesus because I got to go and and to be a part of that as a camper and as a um a trainer yeah. so that's fun absolutely well, that's awesome yeah yeah I thought that was fun um okay so I'm so excited you're serving now in um the Houston area how long have you been how long have you been in that area I have been in Houston uh, since my very first call in 2000 step in 2007. Started off uh, at a church in downtown Houston, doing youth ministry and worship. Then uh, planted a Lutheran church and was doing worship and discipleship, missional communities. Taught at Lutheran High North for a couple years, and uh, and um, and then now have been at Gloria Day here uh, for two years, uh, serving as the discipling director. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know a lot of our um, audience will have seen your um, posts on Instagram. That's I followed you before I got to chance to meet you. And so um, I think it's neat. You're going to be part of this planning. You are part of this planning team for our 2024 conference. Um, and the conference theme is making space. Um, can you share a little bit about what the conference theme is how it's evolving or what it means to your group as you're sort of planning the different things for our time together? I tell you, I, I'm so excited about our theme of making space. And, uh, and and so for me, just in particular, you know, with just the passion for making disciples, healthy disciples, emotionally mature disciples, mm. disciples who, uh, you know, have a deep and rich uh, relationship with Jesus is that there's a lot of a lot of DCEs, church workers, pastors, people um, who don't have space in their life. And we often uh, feel this pull to sacrifice ourselves or to mm -hmm. sacrifice our families on the altar of ministry. And we end up having zero margin. Uh, we're always in a hurry. Yeah. Um, and, and when you when you take a look at the life of Jesus, his schedule was probably more full and demanding than any of ours, but that dude was never in a hurry. Jesus, yeah. he, we have no account of him running or being rushed, and uh, and he always had space for people, whether it be meals, time with the Father, time with the, the disciples, time with the three, time for the crowds, time for the woman at the well. And so Jesus had uh, just the perfect pace and was never rushed. And so for us is that I'm so excited about the theme because we want to utilize this conference to help you guys make space, make space for Jesus, make space for prayer, yeah. make space for fun, make space for hobbies, make space for conversation so that, um, so that we can add value um, to the DCE community uh, so that really that, that we can thrive and and enjoy our life and that our ministry and our vocation might not only be a blessing to our congregation but to us as individuals that our vocation might breathe life into our spouses and our kids 
And because uh, honestly, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, the Apostle Paul tells us to, that we ask people to to follow me, to imitate me as we imitate Jesus. And so the question is, is for us as DCEs and church workers and youth leaders and discipleship directors, et cetera, like, do we live a life worth imitating? Uh, and so um, so let's not sacrifice our own lives and family on the altar of ministry, because I don't think that's worth imitating. So definitely. I, I've heard so. And I mean, obviously, this will not be a surprise, but so many times you hear the children of church workers or, you know, the, the spouse of a church worker is feels a little battled or um, like they're in a competition maybe with uh, all of the things on the to-do list of that church worker. I, I love that. That seems like it's going to be something that is not only completely um, time appropriate, but uh, something that I think our, our church body is crying out for those of us that are, that are serving and those of us that love those that are serving. That's awesome. Okay. Now the conference is going to take place um at Gloria Day, will it? Will, can you tell us a little bit about how you'll utilize uh, the church and the surrounding areas? What can DCs and DC types expect to do or see at the conference? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, Gloria Day. One of the things that I love about it is that we are in, in probably one of my favorite parts of Houston, and uh, and we are right on the water. And and what's really funny about that is like I I worked here for probably a good four, uh, three to four months before I, I actually went, I took a right out of the church parking lot rather than a left. And I drove down a block and there was like a little boardwalk on Clear Lake on the water. Wow. We're literally like, we are on the water. Um, and so it's a water community with, you know, with boats and, and lakeside restaurants and uh, we're also right across the street from the Johnson Space Center. And so we have space oh. culture here and astronauts around. And uh, and it's just it's really incredible. So when you, you kind of take, you know, the aerospace and, you know, um, culture, combine it with water, is that there's a lot of fun stuff. And so we're close to the water. And then we also have Kima Boardwalk, which is just right across the lake from us. And there's like because like one of my favorite things to do is so I, I do have an old boat. And so one of my one of my things that I love to do is just dock or take out my boat, sit out in Nassau Bay, drive my boat across the lake, dock it at the boardwalk, go ride a roller coaster and then come back to work. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like my, you know, what I fantasize about in my that's head. Like I work. <laughs> yeah. But there's just there's so much fun stuff to do from food to entertainment to water culture. And uh, and Gloria Day is just a, a fantastic location in the, one of the best parts of Houston. And we just got a brand new coffee shop, Summer Moon, that opened up like a block away from Gloria Day. Oh, and that's so awesome. Morning, and it'll be a, a great little spot, uh, along with Java Al, another coffee shop, super close in walking distance to the church. So you're kind of hitting all the notes. You know, I'm thinking you're you're volunteering to take people out on boats um, or <laughs> roller coasters, but at least we have coffee and that sounds awesome. I'm really excited to to try those. That sounds great. Yeah. One thing that um, I was really excited about is I've just started to discover uh, Dr. Mark Mayfield. Um, I'm seeing that he is a mental health practitioner and author. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about him? I know he's partnering with the conference in a neat way. 
Um, what do you what do you kind of hope he's as one of our keynotes? What do you hope he's going to bring to the conference? Um, well, it's not so much about what I hope, but what I know he will bring, because this he re he really is a treasure. And uh, I've known him for, oh, I've been able to call him friend for about three years because we are both leadership coaches together uh, with an organization out of Colorado called Stay Forth. And uh, so we got to spend some time in Colorado together a few years back. And and this guy is, he's a gem. Not only is he like a former pastor, author, mental health professional, um, is, is that he is probably the best. Like, you know, you're around those people and you're like, man, I just love you. Like my wife would call him a muffin. Like he's, <laughs> and, and, and so he's just, whenever you talk with him, super down to earth, super friendly, super insightful, loves the Lord. And, and he, he, so he's written, a, you know, a few books, two of which, you know, are, you know, we're offering uh, from the NADCE committee, like, you know, some incentives, right? So when you do the early bird registration, you can get a free copy of a book of your choice, The Path Out of Loneliness. And his newest one is The Path to Wholeness. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about like making space and all this kind of stuff, I mean, mental health, mental wellness, replenishment, depression, all these kind of things, like he will address head on. And, and he's also like advocating for mental health um, at a national level, even like at the White House level, Wow. Uh, rubbing shoulders with the president, you know, I, I don't know, I, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and so like the value that he is going to add to our lives in ministry is, is going to be next level. Um, and, uh, and it's just an absolute joy. And, you know, and, and so he, he established Mayfield counseling centers in Colorado Springs, which services like over 25,000 clients a year. Wow. So it's a big deal. And then he helped Gloria Day. We actually also just launched a mental wellness center called Nova Vida uh, oh, earlier wow. this year. Um, and it's so uh, incredible guy, uh, incredible content, incredible speaker, incredible friend. And uh, and so I hope everybody that is able to attend the conference gets to just sit down and have a conversation with him. And I know that that he's going to make himself available um, for conversations and stuff. Um wow off the platform um, to add value to our lives uh, as ministers. So. Wow. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Will he be, do you think the conference is going to be uh, multiple times of getting to hear him speak or are you guys doing anything different with the schedule or anything that you can kind of share? I know it's in the planning stages, so maybe that's not something you have completely ironed out yet. Yeah. So, you know, so we're going to have keynote, you know, so there's going to be an opportunity to hear him. And obviously, you know, we're trying to really kind of um, work with him on what the best topics would be yeah. um, pulling from his, you know, his library of resources and expertise and also the season that we're kind of in uh, as DCEs. And uh, so we'll have an opportunity to hear from him. Um, we um, obviously throughout we're not, we're trying not to over schedule everybody, right? right? Because right. we we want to make sure that that we're making you know making space so that all the attendees and participants can make space for conversation, replenishment, rejuvenation, yeah. some fun and some rest. Because right, if we're honest, I mean, like we know that attending a conference is a win if 
if you can pull away and come away with like one thing, right? So we want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to take away one big significant thing that will change our lives. And then all the rest of the conference is, um, are there opportunities where we'll all be able to like, our joy level is going to increase, yeah. our peace level is going to increase, and that there's opportunity to connect and reconnect with new friends, old friends, and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, so yeah, so we'll have an opportunity to hear from him uh, on a, um, from the stage, probably around three times. And then um, there also be some offstage intentional conversational moments to kind of help us uh, make sense uh, of what he's presenting. I love that. I think uh, there's a con when we had the conference in San Diego, uh, there was the theme that came out of that. People were talking about being a sweatpants friend and a friend you could just hang out in their sweatpants and just sort of let it all hang out. And people resonated that relationship. And I think it kind of has been building towards this idea of making the space for that because you're right. Too often it's about what I'm doing and maybe not who I whose I am or how I'm just living and being. You know, I'm excited. Uh, that sounds great. Um, I'm really, I think the the conference goers should be thinking about um, this amazing opportunity, um, the topic, um, this location, which again, I am really excited to see this boardwalk and be able to take in that part of Houston. I did not see any of that when I was at the National Youth Gathering the last time. Um, being with DCEs, this seems like this is like a no brainer. This would be awesome. Is there anything else that you think You've, we've got to tell our audience, um, especially those who might be on the fence about how to use their professional development dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we want this to be an experience that just that it it adds value and that it it'll replenish the soul. Um, yeah. And and one of the things that I'm really excited about is that you know we're doing worship just a little bit differently this time around. And um, yeah, I don't want to spoil things too much, but I am. Um, <laughs> is that rather than probably just a typical like closing service is that we want to invite everybody to make space for to close out our time together with some what we're calling extraordinary prayer and so i'm probably just going to leave it at that um cool. and uh and we're, right now we're trying to secure um just uh, uh some worship leaders that will draw us into a deeper awareness and experience of God's presence in our lives so that we can um, we can send everybody back home just with with the richness um, of of their relationship with Jesus and an excitement to go back home and to really realize that you know what because I think sometimes what I'll kind of end with is this is is that as as ministers of the gospel in congregations, if we've been in a call for a good number of years or, you know, it's just, we, we get stuck in a rhythm and we end up just on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes that autopilot, autopilot is not really all that healthy. And so if we can make space during this conference where maybe our eyes can be open to say, you know what, I want to do this differently. Jesus is calling me to make some changes and I've been empowered and given tools and some new language and I've been given hope so that when we all go back to our own cities and, and neighborhood and communities that we can start living a new type of life with new rhythms with a whole lot of hope and excitement 
and life for ministry. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm already feeling that just talking with you today. I, I am really excited about this conference. I am praying for the planning that uh, you all are doing. It's going to be, it's going to be an amazing event. Thank you so much for being with me today. Absolutely. We got a great team and I appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about um, the behind the scenes and what to expect. Yeah, I do too. I appreciate you sharing these details. Um, just a reminder for our audience, the early registration deadline is August 31st. Uh, the conference dates are January 31st through February 2nd. Um, you can register easily at NADCE.com. And if you're a member of NADCE, of course, you get the uh, the, the member rate. If you're not a member, this it's worth being a member now because just uh, being a member will reduce your um, overall conference cost. Um, Jason, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for sharing with us. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this month's podcast sample. We hope you're encouraged by it. To hear the whole podcast, Members can log into the member area of our website at nadce.com. If you're not a member yet, we would ask you go to nadce.com and complete the membership application so that you can enjoy all the benefits of membership. Benefits include joining us at the Meeting Tent and Emmaus Table online community groups, receiving our quarterly publication, and receiving a discount to our conference that happens every other year. We wish you God's blessings on your day.